I'm Shannon. And I'm Lisa. And you're listening to Black Tivities, a celebration of all things Black. Black culture, Black history, Black perspectives, and Black panache. Celebrating our Blackness doesn't mean exclusion. Everybody's invited, but you got to come in and have a seat. So let, let the Black Tivities begin. Hello, guys. This is Lisa here with my lovely, lovely co-host, Shannon. How y'all doing? Yes, we just want to say hello there to the lovers. Welcome back to the Black Activities Podcast. Today, we're focusing on the grown and sexy. The know what I want people, the black of the berry, the sweetest juice crowd, the lovers. Yes, lovers. This episode is for you. Side pieces. We'll get to you at another time. (laughs) Black love is more than just a TikTok or Instagram trend. It's far more than matching PJs and who paying the bills. But before we get started on that, this is episode three. And by now, you already know if you're rocking with us or not. Have you hit that follow button yet so that you'll automatically get next week's download as soon as it drops? Get on the ball. So, Shannon, I have learned a lot these past 27 years on Earth. 27. Mm-hmm. Yes, ma'am. Plus. Mm, okay. Few. Mm, okay. So I'm 39. Um, and sure, I've shared last season. I'm no longer married, but I am dating someone. Um, I have to say, as I smile, we do balance each other out. And I love that he isn't afraid to tell me when I'm wrong and share his opinion. Um, At that moment, I realized the maturity and growth of myself. And if he tells me to hush, I'd be quiet. But when he walk away, I start talking again. (laughs) (laughs) When dating, you have to make sure it's right. And in my situation, I have children from my previous relationship and it has to fit like Puzzle pieces. So before I break it down, let's let Shannon give us a little bit of sex facts. That was a little bit poetic. Really? Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> Mona Lisa the poet. So I already talked about the history of black love on our dating while black episode in season one. So I wanted to take a different approach with sax facts and talk about black love on screen. Image is important. And in prior decades, black love was rarely shown on screen. When it was shown, it was with abuse, hardship and infidelity. The first black love representation on film was actually a silent film that was 29 seconds long. That was in 1898, and it was called Something Good, Negro Kiss. Negro Kiss, huh? Okay. (laughs) And that's pretty much what it was, a black couple hugging and kissing and smiling. And it starred St. Subtle and Gertie Brown. Um, Before then, it was all racist tropes with blackface, like who said chicken and watermelon eating contest. 
Hmm. And then you started to see some more black love films. Like in 1959, there was Porgy and Bess. Porgy. He said, Bess, you is my woman now. <laughs> Girl, I used to love that. Um, a little bit before then, it was Carmen Jones in 1954. And in 1964, nothing but a man. The 70s is where it kind of took off and you started to see more black love. Like in 1972, Letty Sings the Blues. In 1975, there was Mahogany starring Diana Ross and Billy Dee Williams. Um, And then TV shows, you had The Good Times, you had The Jeffersons. In the 90s, it was really popping. Yes. Um, We had How Stella Got Her Groove Back. City Girl. Love Jones, Poetic Justice, Jason's Lyric, The Best Man, The Wood. And then we had on TV, The Cosby Show, Family Matters, A Different World, showing true Black love and Black families. And today, it's more normal to see Black love. We have many, many shows featuring Black love. And that's Saks Facts. All right. Thank you for that. That brought back some memories. But not only with movies, though, on social media, I see a lot of reels and TikToks, you know, showing the black love. And I'll be like, oh, I want that one day. It'd be like a black man laying in the tub feeding a black woman cherries or strawberries. And you're like, yes. Lisa, what's your favorite movie featuring black love? You already said it. Um, Two of them is Poetic Justice and Jason's Lyric. I mean, obviously, because it's kind of (laughs) artsy. But it lets you know, like, how um, Tupac in that movie, he showed, like, you know, he was, you know, out there, hood dude. He wanted to rap, had a mixtape. He had a baby. Mama was a crackhead. (laughs) Not a baby. Mama was a crackhead, you know. His mama let him know, you ain't finna be leaving her over here. You know, but he found a woman that, you know, had her own battles, but he still found beauty in her and found a way to calm, calm it down to where they balanced each other out. And the same with Jason's lyric. They found a way to balance each other out. So, yes, around them, the world was chaotic, but still, you know, my dream after seeing that movie, I want to roll around butt naked in some <laughs> grass. <laughs> Like Jason did with Lyric. So that um, sounds itchy. I don't know. Well, if you got other things going on, don't get me started because you know I, I got ADHD. <laughs> I go off. <laughs> My favorite. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> My favorite black love movie is Love and Basketball. Really? I could watch that over and over again. I love that movie. But cute, I like. Yeah. Are you going to run around with the chicks? I know. But, you know. That's growth. Grew up with okay with basketball. Oh, that makes sense. Yes. And I really don't like sappy love movies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's not my thing. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I think that 
you have to find something like, I guess with us, that's relatable. The way you could really feel it and possibly get that understanding of what love is. So with that, what does love mean to you? True love, what does it mean to you? I think my definition of it has changed since I've been married for pretty much 15 years. Oh, that's amazing. I think I kind of thought of love as like the fairy tale love in the beginning. Mm -hmm. And I didn't know any better. Mm. Um, Because, you know, the butterflies fade. They do. Or they come and go. Okay. I think more so love is about commitment. Mm. Because every day is not going to be rainbow and butterflies. Mm -hmm. And some days you're going to not like each other. Right. And you still have to be committed to the relationship. For me, yes, you you can easily say you love someone, but that internal vibe has to be there to where no matter what's going on. Yeah, you can't stand them. But if somebody come in and disrespect them, you finna set it off. Yeah. You no. Know? And in my unique situation, when it comes to my children, because my children come first. Um, before I took that next step, when I felt like I had the butterflies, or I felt something was there. I talked to them about it first because I want to make sure also that they were comfortable. So to me is before you're building this family or you're building something that's so great that you build it on a stable foundation. Mm-hmm. So that's something that's important to me. So that's that's what love is. Do you think that black love has looked different throughout generations? Um, I think so. I, I really think so. I feel like we rely on TV and movies for black love. Um, not everyone have like their grandparents and, you know, the, the granddaddy, the grandmamas that's still together. So um, I feel like nowadays we don't know exactly what that love is. And because it's so socially acceptable to have children over here, have children over there, that our children are growing up thinking that it's okay to have multiple baby mamas and baby daddies. And again, I'm not talking bad about anyone that if that's their situation, but I mean, you can love someone, but we do have like the bad apples out here. That's just saying whatever, just to get whatever. And then they move on to the next one. So the, I I feel like that love word is used loosely as well. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. It's not the same. I just hearing stories as an adult about my family, mm-hmm. um, and you know things about the community. Mm-hmm. I feel like in like our grandparents' generation mm-hmm. that a lot of stuff stuff was acceptable that shouldn't have been acceptable. Yeah. I feel like Papa was a rolling stone. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the men stepped out Mm -hmm. and had children by other people. And then we're still with their wives. Their wives. Yeah. Right. Right. And Nowadays, with the way, you know, us women are women power, you know, like, uh-uh, no, you ain't got to settle for that. You know? <laughs> so it's like, that's where we see more where there's a lot of more single parents or a lot of more divorces compared to then, because 
it's like the women in power kind of help that out a little bit. But I think that, you know, we spoke about this, that women did settle back then. But yeah, I feel like they did. So could that possibly mean that they really wasn't in love or they had that love to where they just settled? They were so in love that they settled for anything and let that man do whatever he wanted to do. I don't know what that was about. Mm. Maybe it was continuing a cycle of trauma. Ooh, girl, the stuff. Go ahead. You be hitting a nail on the head. You really do. Um, there is a lot of trauma, but this may be off topic, but I think that the trauma that, you know, the women have is just like it's passed down on generational kind of like, hey, it's OK, it's fine. You got a man that's he taking care of that house. He taking care of them kids, girl. I don't worry about that. He'll be back home. And again, it goes back to that whole settle thing. So. That's wow. Is it possible for a pair, a person um, who grew up with a single parent able to have that normal thriving relationship? I think it is, but I think, I think it might be easier with someone who grew up with both parents in the household. Mm -hmm. Cause I think if you haven't seen it, you might struggle to know what that is supposed to look like. Mm -hmm. And so you might make more mistakes based on, you know, what you saw. I think also too, it contributes to like alternative like things such as like a man that grew up with just his mother and he becomes a, mo a mama's boy, you mm -hmm. know, and which he don't think so. He thinks that, oh, it's cool. It's just my mama. I want to go check on her right quick, make sure she's good. And he kind of puts everything on the background for that. And then setting boundaries, you know what I mean? Like, hey, mom, I got a family now. I'm going to come over there and check on you, but let me get this together first. Mm -hmm. um, I seen this thing. It was, I don't remember what show it was, but there was this lady. She wore the same wedding dress <laughs> to her son's wedding. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where wow. it gets kind of toxic and strange. And again, guys, this ain't everybody. Well, I'm just letting you know some of the things that I have saw. Um, but in my opinion, I think that it's, it's possible to have, you know, a normal thriving relationship coming from a single parent. Um, I, I think it's possible. I think it's possible. It all comes based off of your healing. Yeah, I agree with that. Your healing. And I think, um, not saying that all single parents situations are like traumatic or dysfunctional, mm -hmm. but I think dysfunction can either do one or two, one of two things. Mm -hmm. It either continues the cycle okay. or it makes you be like, go out of your way to not continue that dysfunction. I agree with you there. And here, I think the trend now is breaking generational curses. Mm. That's something that I have been striving on. I previously we discussed like I uh, touched a little bit on like parenting, um, breaking generational curses. So there are certain things that I remember as a kid that I know was absolutely wrong that I would not tell a soul. When I went to I see something that night and when I went to school the next day, I knew not to open my mouth because I knew that it was wrong. 
And now it's like, I want to make sure that I don't put my children in that same position because I know how I felt internally. So, yes, I think that with us, we have that, especially as, you know, young, we're young kids. We don't want our children to experience that same feeling. So we try to break what it is or go a different route. And the thing about that, though, is that you have to recognize that it's a generational curse. And that's hard. Some people don't know. And some people aren't. I don't want to say mature enough, but like healed enough Mm -hmm. to understand. That it's okay for an adult's like, okay, so let me ask you a question. If there is an adult that has, okay. Let's say there's a husband and wife, they get a divorce. Years later, they have decided that they each have met someone and everyone's cordial. The kids have basketball games or whatever. The stepmom and the dad come to the games and birthday parties. Everyone is there. Um, do you, where do you see there will be an issue if there is one? Do you, where do you see there will be some type of issue? I mean, I think that is probably the best situation mm-hmm. when everybody can be cordial and get along right. and just be mature about it. That isn't beneficial to the child. Right. Um, I think something with me being co-parenting with my um, ex-husband is setting boundaries. Yeah. Making sure that that other person understands that, okay, that was the past, but we're here. And the only reason why we're here, we're still doing this because our children and we want to make sure that we're putting, you know, building a, a, being fair and building a stable foundation for them. Right. So I think that, yeah, yeah, to go back to it. Yeah. it, It is, it is possible. Like you stated, if you recognize the toxic, be healed. (laughs) <laughs> and then for your children, you provide provide an opportunity for there to be some type of normal thriving um, opportunity for, you know, our relationship. Mm-hmm. So I think that's good. I am so for black love. Now, just because we are here and we are sharing, you know, black love, that doesn't mean that we're saying anything like we're talking or speaking against anyone else that, you know, dates another ethnicity we're just talking about for us like our preference yeah because i think you know black love can be compared to any Mm -hmm. culture love however because it was such it was shown with such negativity Mm. yes um because black love is powerful and i think they're some oppression has happened in that arena Mm -hmm. in particular. Mm -hmm. I think that's why we harp on black love so much. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here. I just keep thinking about this one reel I seen where this man, the girl surprised him with a bubble bath and he gets in the tub and she, it, it looks as if she was doing something erotic, but she sits on him while he's in the tub and she's giving him a face, a facial. And I'm sitting here like, yo, that is amazing. Because one, he ain't complaining. Okay. He probably was complaining. It's a real shit. Probably, boy, shut your ass up. Let me record this. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm sitting here and I look at this and I'm like, yo, this is so amazing to where it inspires me 
to want to do more. You know what I mean? And long as you have that person that's there that wants to do it for you, then I mean, come on. Like, why not? And it's all about the image. Yes. 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 The Im- the image and making sure that it's is sincere, you know. So right. that we love just like anybody else. Exactly. That exactly. Yeah. That it's a positive thing. Right. So I think we should do a little black activity now. It's it's time to move along. So here I'm going to just give you like a little description and you got to tell me the names of the couple. Okay. And if you want to say the show, you can, but you just got to tell me the name, their name. You ready? Because the, and the reason why I say that is because it makes you feel like it's home. You know, when you're watching the show, you refer to them by name, you know? So, all right. First one in this nineties TV series, the dad was a police officer. And the mother was an elevator operator. Hey, is it Family Matters? Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't realize she was an elevator operator. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what was they name? Oh, Lord. Come on. You got it. I can't remember. What was their last name? Winslow. Okay. That's Winslow. Yeah. Okay. And you got, remember the one kid that went up the stairs and never came back down and then she ended up in the porn video? <laughs> I can see her face and I don't remember Judy. her name. Okay, Judy. Judy. Yeah. yeah, so it was Carl and Harry. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, you playing on my bad memory. I can't remember nothing, y'all. All right, all right. So he was a handyman that loved his sweet, sweet, but yet dinky receptionist girlfriend, even though all of their other friends were living the single life. Oh, well, it was living single mm-hmm. and it was, why can I only think of Regine's name? Let me know you want me to tap in. His real name is John Henson, right? Yep, that's right. But what was his? Sinclair? Uh-huh. And, and what is it? Overton. Uh, I knew it yes. started with an O. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This TV couple had a slew. I like saying that slew. <laughs> this TV couple had a slew of children, but still had time to be an OBGYN and a lawyer. Oh, that's Bill and Camille. <laughs> that's his real wife. Oh, the Cosby show. Bill and Claire. There we go. All right. <laughs> All right. So listen to this. Okay. Because it may go over here, but just listen. Okay. He had jokes for days and would often hang up on his callers if they bought drama on the air. Martin. Yep. Uh-huh. Yeah. And Gina. There we go. I didn't even get to finish it. Because I was going to say, he, his statue was little, but his love for his corporate girlfriend represented big, positive black love, even when the neighbor across the hall bought that heat. <laughs> That's one of the I best just shows share of all time. Yes. I just want to tell y'all, whenever y'all feeling down, get with your loved one and y'all just sit and watch Martin. And if you by yourself, go on YouTube and watch the best of Shanae, baby. <laughs> <laughs> it will do you some good. All right. Let's move along. She wasn't shy. And you would know her man. 
has two jobs, so she ain't got to put up with your mess. I don't know that one. What is that? Everybody hates Chris. Oh, Julius that's what I was going to say that, but I yeah. couldn't remember their names at all. It's funny because my youngest, y'all, my youngest is 10. She, cause she loved that show. And she would just bust up in the room and say, my man got two jobs. I ain't got to do this. And I'm like, girl, you don't clean that room up. <laughs> all right. This Chicago couple had their struggles, but no matter what, they made sure they supported each other. And it was dynamite. Dynamite. Good times. Mm-hmm. Come on. You got it. I'm doing terrible. No, you're not. This is terrible. Baby, as long as you got Martin, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, tell me their names. Okay. So you have Florida and James. Yeah. Yeah. But anywho, you did good. No, stop lying. You did good. Long <laughs> you blowing you smoke Martin, right now. Long as you got Martin, I'm good. I don't know why. <laughs> My memory is so bad. Yeah. Like I could tell you the show, but I couldn't tell you. It's all right. Well, anyway, it's time for Lisa's pieces. All right. So here we go. And I tell you, even at the times when stubborn is my goal, you're there. Standing there, hanging there with eclectic hues of red blues and tunes. Reason for staying because I adore you and I loved you more than I ever loved anyone. I found some type of beauty in you. If you wasn't around, I could still draw the silhouette or outline of your face if you asked. You always kneel to my level, whispering the sweetest sound. That man over there, he is watching, but something about the beat of that drum makes him move his body, and I'm still tunnel vision. He is not being acknowledged. To and fro, the sweetest sound. Yes, the beating drum. No matter our mood, you have a distraction for that. You offer your perspective. There's never judgment. So here I express my love for you. It's so oil and water, though. Yes, it may be toxic at times, but nothing matches. Like Googling strong woman and not getting the results that you want. With you, it's wonderful, but I sometimes have to be more specific and request strong black woman in your toolbox to get a glimpse of my likeness. Your ability to entertain any and everyone turns us on, but we relate because it's only just me and you. We pay money to see our own true colors. We relate. We relate so much. Oh my God, you get me. You run your fingers through the strands of my hair and it's just my imagination speeding. I'm in love with you. Life can be an impasto, but... You are everywhere I am. You challenge me. You are my dreams, my motivation. You are my hope. You come in different forms. You, you are art. Thank you. Oh, I like that. (laughs) Well, let's continue to normalize Black love and relationships. 
Let's break those stereotypes that black love is struggle love with infidelity and abuse. It ain't Jody. No. <laughs> no. No, baby boy. No. <laughs> so next week we will be discussing Black First. Why in 2023 are we still having the first black such and such milestones? Don't make no sense. Mm-mm. Uh, I thought it was a great discussion today and we want to hear what you guys have to say. There are three things that you can do to get involved in our black activities. If you like what you heard, share it. We would love to hear your opinions on our topics each week. You can hit us on the hotline 770-744-1749 and leave us a message. You might even hear yourself on a future episode. And my IG folks, you can follow us. We are at Blacktivities Pod. All right. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. King and queen keep doing big things. Let go. Yes.